The Sport Industry Access Podcast, Episode 58. What core skills do you need to pursue a career in sports sponsorship? Welcome to another episode of the Sport Industry Access Podcast. I am your host, Ed Bowers. As always, my goal each week is to interview a special guest who is a sports professional in a specific field in the sports industry, especially if you have an interest in pursuing a career in sports sponsorship. I hope today's episode can be useful to you with regards to your interests and needs. Now, getting back to today's show, this week's special guest is Sally Hancock. Sally is the managing partner at Y Sport, where she specialises in strategic sponsorship in the sports industry. With over 25 years of experience working in sports sponsorship, Sally has worked with iconic companies such as Octagon, and from 2007 until 2012, she was the Director of Marketing for the Olympic and Paralympic Games at Lloyds Bank. Also, Sally is the Chair of the charity Women in Sport. Plus, Sally was awarded the UK Sponsorship Personality of the Year in 2013 and Most Influential Women in Sport in 2015. I can proudly say that I'm very privileged to have Sally as a special guest on the show. That's why in today's episode, Sally will share her sports career journey and explain the core skills you need to be able to work in sports sponsorship. Sally, it's great to have you on the show. Please, can you share your sports career journey to the listeners? When did it all start? Goodness me. Well, I kind of fell into sponsorship slightly by accident, actually. Um, I, uh, I, I started my career in marketing and I began as a, a graduate trainee at Boots, uh, moved into food, foods marketing. And uh, whilst I was uh, in that in that role, I, um, I eventually moved to another organization and I was made redundant. I was made redundant and I thought, what am I going to do with myself while I get my head together and work out uh, what next? And I, I offered my, my services to SportAid to see if they needed a hand. It was a voluntary organization. They were putting on this extraordinary event. And I kind of fell into sponsorship simply because I was the only one in the organization that had ever that had a marketing background. Um, so I became just like that, the global head of sponsorship for, sport, for, for SportAid. Uh, which I did had the most extraordinary year with. And then whilst I was there, I was approached by another former colleague and former athlete, Alan Pascoe, who had his own agency. And he invited me uh, to join them as special projects director. Um, uh, so I, my, it was never really a conscious decision. I, I started really very much more in the, the charity cause related space and gradually moved across into sports marketing, as you and I might think of it. That sounds really interesting. Just out of interest, looking back from your career when you just started that role, how have you seen the sports industry develop? I think there are there are many aspects of the sports industry that have clearly changed and evolved a great deal. I mean, 
the very nature of the media landscape uh, clearly uh the very the very na- the, 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 the some of the governance issues and challenges that have arisen around for example fifa and before that the ioc have cast a bit of a shadow over sport i have found that that is has proven um something of a challenge to some of the brands we talk about clearly they're very keen on those kind of compliance issues um but the general principle of of sponsorship really being a great mechanic to connect fans and brands through a uh, through something that all of us have a passion for has never changed um now i think what we're starting to see a little bit more of in the last two years is is I suspect sort of a much greater increase in interest from you know Asian brands in getting themselves involved in sport and in marketing rather more to, to position themselves potentially for much greater future business. So it's slightly I think it's becoming that much more um, much much more about an economic judgment as well as a qualitative one. Out of interest, what have you learned the most from your career so far? That's a really good question. I have the the, the the single biggest aspect that I've been always passionate about in in this world of sports sponsorship is is strategy and for and for ensuring that both rights holders and sponsors uh, are really clear on their strategy, really clear on the benefits of these partnerships, really clear that they're done with integrity and with great quality. So. In the past, in the days when I first began in sponsorship, it was much more about a transaction. I will, you will give me a sum of money and I will give you a set of benefits back in return. Now, we, we think much broader than that. We, we, we recognise the role of sport in people's lives, the impact of, of, of the passion for sport on fans. Uh, and we recognise the benefit of sport to kids. And so, the, you know, I'm seeing increasingly now much more of an interest in sport for social good, sport for change, thinking about the integrity of both what the brands we partner with and the activities we undertake. What you're talking about really relates to today's main topic. What core skills do you need to be able to pursue in this line of work within sports sponsorship? Well, I think that's a really interesting question, Ed, because um, when I've, you know, I've, I've run agencies, I've created agencies in this world, and the one thing that I don't look for particularly is an interest in sport because actually i uh, i think that sometimes if your if your justification for moving into this world is because you're passionate about your sport you can lose the, sometimes the the clarity that's needed to create great partnerships great programs be business driven clear on outcomes um, sometimes the glitter and the, the, you know, the opportunity to attend major events and so forth can sometimes tarnish um, the objective thought you need to do a good job. So in terms of skills that I look for, definitely a strategic mind, definitely uh, an empathy with, um, with the, the value of sport to society, definitely um, a, you know, a, a good operator, a good a good. Uh, project-driven, outcome-driven focus uh, and energy. 
You know, it's a very time consuming job, particularly if you're working across a whole series of events. So you need to have you need to have some passion and you need to have some energy. That's when I assume organisational skills are just critical in this line of work. I don't necessarily expect brilliant project management skills are going to necessarily sit alongside somebody who is a strategic thinker and creator. Um, but the right team would have a combination of those skills. And that's essential to me. Being somebody who's not particularly strong on project management, but hopefully can can help to drive some great thoughts. I need other people to then turn that into a plan. I'm not so great at that. So what inspired you to set up your new company? Um, it was something I, I had previously set up a business called Red Mandarin. Um, this uh, was one of the, well, probably the first of its kind as a consultancy to operate like a management consultancy that uh, had a, a strong bias towards strategy and also was very clearly uh, never going to sell rights. Because to my mind, selling rights and then advising clients to me was, has, was and still is a, a conflict of interest. So, Having been through that experience and then having had the opportunity to then go in-house with Lloyd's TSB and become the director of London 2012 for them for six years, um, I kind of came to the end of that and figured that that's prob I probably was, would, wouldn't create another agency or, or business again because I, I figured I'd done that and it had been a very enjoyable experience. But then in uh, 2014, I, I work, was working with SSE, the energy company. And I managed the uh, Glasgow 2014 Games for them. And then after that concluded, which thankfully had been a success, the business was then looking at a new way and a new approach to its overall sports strategy. And it's the, the portfolio of different sports it was engaged with. And the one epiphany, if you like, that came through this process was the realisation that almost everything they did was targeting men. And actually more than half of the decisions for the provision of energy, for example, in the home, were taken by women. And so the, the business took a very bold decision um, to become a partner with the Women's FA Cup. Uh, it's become the SSE Women's FA Cup. Uh, and it's been it's now been running, I think it's now into its third year. It's been a great success. Combination of both the high profile FA Cup sponsorship and uh, a great participation program that sits beneath and in that journey coming back to your original question this is a long-winded answer um, I met um, a very kindred spirit called Sally Horrocks who was representing the FA had advised the FA for the previous eight years on the construct around their women's football program ex-lawyer ex-international uh, ex, uh, netball player and we just realized actually you know what there was something we could really do well together and whilst we we both have a great interest in um, women in sport, sport for women, um, ensuring more coverage, more quality broadcast, more partners get engaged and so forth. Um, whilst that's a part of what we do, it certainly isn't the totality. So I would say now um, uh, that that interest in women's sport, working with partners who are of a like mind, probably comprises about half of what we do. But we're much broader than that. So I've done it again, created a consultancy. It's growing very quickly, which is lovely. Um, it's hard. Creating your own business is 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 challenging. You do everything from the from day one. Um, you don't have a massive team of people as I had at Lloyd's, who were brilliant. 
Um, but it is yours and it is something that you, you can be very proud of and own. Out of interest, what have you been up to recently? That's a good question. Um, most recently, we have been working with UEFA. Um, we were appointed by UEFA, one of our first clients, actually. And you might have seen um, recently that UEFA have recently launched a new initiative right across Europe called Together We Play Strong. And the ambition is to make and encourage girls to play more football. At the moment, it's the third biggest participation sport across Europe. And the ambition is to make it second or first over, over time. So um, we've been working with UEFA um, on this campaign, but then also going out to each of, of UEFA's individual federations, national governing bodies, so Sweden, Northern Ireland, Denmark, others, to help them understand how to then make and help grow girls football in those markets using the idea and campaign idea of we play strong as a driver for that so we have now tasked with um with going around 55 countries in the in the next 18 months some of those will work in clusters but helping and encouraging the growth of girls football across europe so that's one example i would also give the example a brand tsb the bank who we've also been advising now for since we started um, who are really interesting to work with have a partnership with trinity mirror and sponsor the pride of britain awards pride of sport awards and our task has been to help to grow that and actually think now about how we really do make a difference through communities through sport and uh, celebrating local people doing great things in their local community. So something will be revealed in the next few months on that. Um, but it's lovely to work with a, with a bank that has such strong values and such a strong idea of itself as a local bank. Well, I find this really, really interesting. And thank you for sharing those two case studies. Just on a personal note, Sally, what have you enjoyed the most from your career so far? There have been there have been a, a lot of highlights um, and a lot of singular moments that have been amazing highlights. You know, I regard myself as incredibly privileged to have been engaged for nearly seven years on London 2012. And so um, it was it was a tough journey. It was really I learned so much. But as a moment, I would ha probably have to say that. Yeah, the the opening ceremony of London 2012 was one of the most extraordinary moments I had in my life. I think everything came together. Our partnership work was working brilliantly. This is this spectacle, this incredible event that then flowed from it was amazing. Um, and also, I would say uh, my experiences in the number of games with the Paralympics has also just reminded me of some of the most exceptional athletes and how how individuals just conquer such diver, you know, such adversity from time to time with the most incredible performances. But I suppose the single biggest thing that I've I've been um, lucky enough to work on, and I, it, to me, this is exactly what sport can embody, is the Olympic torch relay. And that idea of taking the values of the games and the Olympic flame and celebrating that in local communities, we were really proud to do that at Lloyd's because it actually meant that people who would never see the games live uh, and probably never compete at that level, if you like either, could could celebrate the games in their hometown and it was it was such a privilege to be involved with that 
what you're really talking about, which I find fascinating about sport, it's not actually the games itself, it's how it affects people off the stadium, if that makes sense. And I feel like we're at a great stage of the interview where I'd like to finish with an inspirational question. What advice would you give to university sports students who want to pursue a career in the sports industry, especially in the sponsorship sector? That's a good question. As I said at the start, you don't have to be brilliant at sport to work in sport. I think that's important, but I think you it is incredibly helpful to have a great knowledge of it and a passion. Um, if, if, I mean, there are, there are one or two or three different ways in which you can become in, engaged and, and work in sport. You might follow a typical career in coaching, training, leadership and so forth. That might take you towards either major clubs or national governing bodies. Um, that's if you like the orthodox route that most people coming out of university would follow. It might be into might be into directly into sport or into physical coaching and training and so forth. If you have an interest in in the kind of world I'm describing, which is more about the commercial side of sport, then I would be um, I would be looking to supplement what I'm learning, either with looking for intern positions where you can or job work experience where you can, so that you if if you can bring an understanding of business and an understanding of brands to a fabulous experience and degree in sport, you will be very well set up to move into it. But but simply simply having a degree in sport, I think you need something wider than that. If you're interested in getting in getting into sport for business, requires you to have, I think, at least an interest in and a passion for what business can do for the good of sport. That's a long-winded answer, but I, yeah, don't be traditional. Think about how to add value. That is great, Sally. I really do hope the listeners take that piece of advice on board. How can people interact with you? Um, they follow me on Twitter. You'll find me pretty straightforward. Um, Why Sport has a website. Uh, and, you know, if anybody wants to contact me directly through Twitter, that's probably the easiest way. And I'd be more than happy to, to, to pass on some advice or Point, point people in the right direction. I'm also on LinkedIn and there's a fair amount of articles and other things that I've published on there too. That is great, Sally. To all the listeners listening in, all those ways of how you can contact Sally will be on my website relating to this blog post. Sally, it's been an absolute privilege chatting with you today. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks very much for having me, Ed. Wow. What a really insightful interview from Sally. And I really hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. For me, during that interview, there are so many pieces of golden nuggets, as I call, or information which is applicable to your own career journey. But from a sports sponsorship perspective, on this podcast show I've interviewed a range of people around the world of this sector of the sports industry and it's really great to hear that there is a common interest that sponsorship has developed now. It's not just one transaction with two companies, one pays one company to pay for a logo to be on a shirt. There's a lot more to do with it with regards to this word partnership of common agreement or common cause of making a change for our own society by using sport as the vehicle. And for me, that is really important to highlight if you want to work in this sector of the sports industry. But from a career element, if you want to pursue a career in sports sponsorship, I really do hope you took on board what Sally was saying, especially at the end of this interview, where you have to understand that sport is about that passion. You don't have to be a great sportsman yourself, but you've got to at least understand where you can provide value in moving this sports industry forward. 
So the best thing I can say is I would highly recommend you re-listening to this interview. Take notes, apply them to your own sports career journey and good luck. Now, as always, at the end of each interview, I like to finish with an inspirational quote from my guest speaker so you can discover your career journey in the sports industry and take action. Sally said, you don't need to be a brilliant sportsman to work in sport, but it's incredibly important and helpful to have a great knowledge and understanding of sport by having a passion as well.